0: The topic for today's discussion is what super fund should I be in? So Dallas, what super fund should I be in? <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Uh,
1: I guess it's a bit of a non-answer when people will ask us this because usually we we, we kind of fold them off to some degree and, and don't don't answer that question straight off the bat because the reality is that while it is a decision that does need to be made, it's far down the list of questions that you should be asking. Um, usually uh, the reason i guess people are asking that question what they really want to know is uh, where should i what fund should i be using that's going to get me the best return And, and i guess that's kind of why there's a problem with that is that getting the best return is not necessarily the job of the the superannuation provider that you use so as that example Know, if, if you're invested with Sunsuper in their balanced option versus Host Plus in their balanced option versus your First State in their balanced option, your return you get is going to be very similar. So what people are, I think, trying to work out by asking this question and, and what they're actually asking are kind of two different things. So that's sort of normally the, the first thing before we get into the nuts and bolts of uh, you know, what are the different... Um, components of that and and what fund should someone be in and and how to decide that it's really about the first thing about that question is realising that it probably isn't going to make the difference that you think it is Uh, I guess one of the the main questions that we see a lot of or that we that we ask of our clients or that we work through with our clients to, to determine is what people are asking about with investment returns the biggest driver of those Investment returns is going to be two two parts, which is asset allocation um, and behavioural management. So, asset allocation simply means what asset classes should I be invested in? So, what percentage of my of my super balance should be invested into cash, property, shares, those types of things? So, making the right decision there is is the key point um, that is going to that is going to determine the returns that you get, and that is really the the asset classes you should be invested in are dependent completely on your age and stage how far out from retirement you are what your retirement goals are all of those types of things and then the second driver of that is behavior management so i can't tell you which fund you should be invested into or which asset classes you should be invested into until we know how you're going to behave um, you know in times of stress when markets are up when markets are down so I guess to to fob the question off initially is that I would say that's probably not the key driver of your of your returns. Uh, would you agree with that?
0: Absolutely. I mean, the the last thing that we think you should look at is is whether your fund has clonial first aid on the statement or if it's Q Super if it's Sun Super. Yeah. Um, there is there are filters that that we apply to, to all superannuation funds, and and really deciding which fund. It is at the, ultimately, uh, is is certainly way down the list. So yeah, the rate of return is very important, of course, because with with too low of a rate of return, you're not gonna get to where you need to be. Um, With too high of a rate of return, uh, it may be too volatile and you may not be able to handle that volatility. Um, So yeah, there's quite a few questions. Yeah, uh, beforehand. Yeah. I, th- I think that's as
1: a as an analogy I use there is that um, the super fund that you should be in is is similar to you know what what home loan should I have or which bank should I use my home loan. In reality, most banks are going to be very similar in their offerings, um, and that's just through market forces is that they're all going to offer something similar for a similar price or for a similar cost. Um, The bigger question, rather than what type of home loan should I have, is how expensive of a house should I live in? Um, What payments should I be making off the loan? Um, You know, all of those types of things are going to have a bigger determinant on your long-term outcomes than whether you've got a home loan through NAB or CBA or whoever. So I think of it in a similar way with your super fund, where. It, it is a, a decision that needs to be made down the track, but there are a lot of other questions that, that need to be answered that are going to have a bigger impact than your choice of fund. So uh, as an example, you know, is, is superannuation, and this is more for, for people who are getting close to retirement. Is superannuation the right ownership structure to have my retirement savings in? So should I be actually should I be worried about the money that's in there or should I be worried about the money that's outside of superannuation? What types and amounts of contributions should I be making to superannuation? Uh, am I on track to have enough to retire? What should my expectations for my retirement income be? All of those kinds of things I think of as more, more important or more relevant for most of the people that we see walking in the door rather than necessarily, as you say, whether their super fund has Q Super or claim first day on the front of it. The answer to those questions is going to be a, a bigger driver of their lifestyle and retirement.
0: Absolutely. I mean, these are the strategic levers that we refer to as being able to be able uh, that that our clients are able to be uh, to, to pull on to basically get them to where they need to be, yeah. and and um, certainly certainly um, the the least important uh, I, I guess factor is what the name of the fund yeah. is if it's Q Super or Sun Super or MLC or the Colonial First State. I mean, it does have a bearing, yeah. um, um, But but certainly. Yeah. So, that so we've
1: just spent five minutes canning the whole premise of this discussion and how important it is. Um, as you say, it is still a decision that needs to be made, and and some of the factors that that we that we look at, as you said, Mike, we have a filter that you look through. Is that most funds can offer something similar, and it is really just a matter of filtering down through those things and going what's most suitable for the for the person asking that question. So. Yeah, at the very start, you've got what type of fund are we going to choose here? Is it going to be uh, a retail fund, an industry fund, or a self-managed super fund? Uh, some of the other options that that will that will determine whether what the right fund is. Uh, some employers have extra benefits that they will offer for for certain funds. This is going away a bit more, I find, with with a lot of the. The super funds that I'm looking at, especially industry funds, where uh, it used to be that Q Super was was a great was a great fund because if you were a Queensland government employee, you had to pay into Q Super to get your employer to to make top up contributions into there as well. Now that's actually just recently changed, and you can get those top up contributions into any fund. But there are still employers out there that will say that if you only um, you will only get extra contributions, for example, if you pay into this fund. Uh, or another example is that uh, there, are, there are employers that will pay insurance premiums into a certain fund. So those tend to be uh, a bit of a lay down there because if someone's going to give you extra contributions to go into a fund, usually that's going to be uh, far and away a, a bigger driver of, of your outcomes over long term than necessarily there's not going to be a better fund out there than, than the one that gives you the extra contributions.
0: Uh, investment options is important as well. Yep. Yeah. So most funds, so most most larger funds, Sun Super, we, we keep saying Sunsuper and Qsuper and all yeah. those because I mean the, the ones that we commonly see and, and the ones you're probably most familiar with, but they, they all have a range of different investment strategies. and And generally speaking, that would suit more than 99 percent of people yeah. that the, the range of investment strategies so so i mean investment options is important but most of the, the bigger funds do have yeah. a, a, a great range yeah. of that and that,
1: that ties into as we was saying the the home loan analogy there is that there's there's normally not going to be a, a super fund that you can go into that's going to get you some u-butte return that is going to outperform the rest of the market it's it's just a long term statistically not, not going to happen. So it's really about going the investment options that I want to be in that are most suitable for, for me uh, based on the age that I'm at, the stage I'm at leading up to retirement, what asset classes I need to be in. But as you say, it's like a CBA home loan versus a ad home loan. Once you've determined the amount of the loan and the type of loan, the, the, the actual, the cost of that and, and the, re, the, the outcome is going to be fairly, very similar. And that ties into the the next part of that, which is one of the other factors that determine these funds is is those fees. So, uh, as I say there, whereas you as you just said about Sunsuper is, uh, is the example we use. Most of the time, if you're if you're with a Sun Super or a Q Super or whoever, um, they will have many of the investment options that we that we would recommend for a lot of people leading up to retirement, and the fees that they're going to charge for that. Are, are very competitive, so it's really a matter of working backwards into those fees and going, what do I need to be invested into? What's the what's the best way for me to, to have my super balance invested, and then what are the costs that, that these funds are going to charge me to have that?
0: It's an interesting one. Um, fees definitely do make a huge difference. So you know, saving of half a percent in fees uh, over the last ten years of your working life can add, well does add up generally to be tens of thousands of dollars of extra funds. That you have in your superannuation, um, just through savings of fees. So, some some of the, I mean, not all industry funds are uh, really low cost. Now, they they have low cost options in their suite of investment options generally, but but the default option, which which means you haven't you haven't made a choice as to where you want your money invested, they put you into the default option. Some of those fees have pushed up in recent times. So. Yeah, it's, it's not necessarily leave that fund holeless bolus, but uh, but to definitely have a look at the investment yep. options in there yep. and you can change to a, a lower cost yep. strategy, um, uh, assuming of course that, 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 that it suits your objectives. Yeah. And that, that I guess is,
1: ties into to the last factor that I can sort of think of off my head here, which is the um, the service that you get or the administration offered by those funds, so um, there are, as you get closer to the retirement, there are certain things that you can do. Uh, one of those, once, you're, once you've once you met a condition of release, is move into pension phase. So um, you may have heard of this before, where you can actually change from having an earnings tax of 15% on that money to an earnings tax of 0%. So. It can be really handy to be invested in a super fund that allows you to transfer that money straight across to pension phase as soon as you're eligible. So, as we've said, that can make a huge difference in tax savings over time, so that will be a, a big determinant of um, whether your fund is suitable, is do they have an offering where you can actually move into that pension phase, because that's going to make a big difference. Um, so I guess those are the, the factors. They're, they're not. They're not generally that exciting and they're probably not that um, it's commonly known to most people. You know, we talk to people about going, where is your, where's your superannuation invested at the moment? And usually they'll be able to tell us the name of the fund, but the investment options they're not sure about, the fees attached to that they're not sure about. So that's a part of what we, we look at generally with, with all of our new clients is to, to make sure that, um, you know, firstly, where should that money be invested? Uh, in terms of the asset classes that are most suitable, and then which fund is actually most appropriate uh, for them, where we see this sort of uh, gone wrong a bit is uh, uh, to pick on uh, the, the barefoot investor uh, here. For for anyone who's read the book, one of the the one of the key determinants that when I if I see someone book an appointment and they've got two lots of host plus balanced option super funds and an ING bank account. I know they've read it, the barefoot investor. Which is great because it normally means that they're taking control of their budget and they're doing all those sorts of things. Where it's it's kind of only half a job though is that the the only focus has been on move to host plus balanced option because it's uh, low cost or I'm not sure what the, the main impetus is for that. But it's kind of just that's a one-off decision to to move across to there and generally there hasn't been the level of thought given that there needs to be as to whether the asset allocation is appropriate so if you've got a 17 year old who's moved across to the host plus balanced option it's not going to be it's their, their needs are going to be very different to a 63 year old who's a year out from retirement or a 52 year old who's accumulating as much as they can over the last 10 years so as you say, that, those are the sorts of things that need to be thought about more so than moving to a certain fund. Is Is the asset allocation appropriate? Uh, before you make any decisions about rolling out of a super fund into another one, you need to be making sure that you're not losing insurances that can't be replaced. I mean, we've, we've seen this a lot where people make a decision, combine all their super funds, um, which again, it's good to see people taking control of, of their, their super and that kind of thing. The downside is sometimes they are losing insurances by doing those rollovers that they just can't replace elsewhere. Uh, as you said, there's generally some employers can offer benefits to use a certain fund. So again, it makes sense to, to pick up as much of that as you can. There's not not often that you get a free lunch, so it's it's good to use that. Up. Um, whether there's a lower cost option, um, again. The, the costs of all of these funds change over time as well, and that's something, like I say, it's not a matter of make a decision once. It's not that that super fund is going to be the best super fund forever. Mm-hmm. It's dependent on what is suitable for you, where you are right now. And as I say, the, the, another one that we, we see that you, it's kind of missing the point by focusing on which fund it should be in is what contributions should people be making. Um, there's a, there's a lot of tax savings that can be picked up by making certain types of contributions um, that if you're just focused on the choice of fund and which fund you're using, you're not going to be like, taking advantage of all those things.
0: It's a good point. I think um, oftentimes people think the magic bullet is choosing the superannuation fund yeah. and that's all they need to do. We know uh, from experience that there's far more to be gained from, yeah. from um, freeing up. 10 or 20 thousand dollars from the family budget that's yeah. going on wasted things and contributing that to your superannuation fund. Um, looking at if you can claim a tax deduction for it, which, which yeah. you know, creates an arbitrage usually where you're paying, uh, you're saving 34.5% tax, for example, and you're paying only 15% tax and that money going into superannuation. Choosing an investment strategy or investment strategies inside that particular fund that may be. Yeah. Um, higher growth and, and, and maybe required actually to, to help yeah. that person to get to where they need to be so yeah there's certainly no magic bullet in that and I think people are often uh, when new clients come to us it's usually by the third appointment that they um, they, they ask us yeah, what super fund should we be and we, it's, it's almost an afterthought for us because yeah. Um, it's those types of strategies that we we really get enjoyment out of and, and, and really the levers that they need to pull to actually get to them to where they, they th- need to be. I think you make a,
1: a good point there, that, that phrase, the magic bullet, is that it would be fantastic if there was a fund that you could just go, to roll over into this fund, it will make all your wildest streams come true, it will get you the return you need, there will be no volatility, you don't have to give anything up. Uh, that would be fantastic if that were the case. And and I think um, for a lot of people, it takes, it, like you say, generally by the third appointment, people realise that the the, the fund that you actually use is really an afterthought there. It, it's all of those other things that are going to, you know, they tend to be more hard work and there's harder trade-offs and decisions to make there. But, the actual choice of fund is is something that isn't going to be able to have the same impact on your on your retirement target as whether you've gotten all those other hard choices right earlier in the piece that's
0: good um wrapping up i think we is there anything you'd like to add there does no
1: i think so we've managed to have 17 minutes talking about a question that we've we've canned as not important from start to finish so that's been a pretty good effort from us but i think that's the key point there is that Choosing the right super fund is is a part of the decision-making process, but really it shouldn't be the determinant of what you... It's not going to be the the dominating factor into how your retirement savings grow over
0: time. That's a great point, I think, to wrap up, and uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.